We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad to have you guys on another episode of Peace with the Process. I've made it a whole month. I'm super excited to have made it this far. You know, I know know this is just the first month and I've got so many months ahead. I'm excited for all the guests that I've had on this month and I'm glad that I've been able to share those conversations with you. I've got some great guests coming up in November and December, people that I've spoken with that are doing big things, whether those are entrepreneurs who are starting to build that dream and build that lifestyle. They've made the jump from part-time to full-time and they're running it. And then I've also got some people on there that are, you know, really specializing in some of those pieces in the process. You know, we want to dig into what is it that you guys can apply on your day-to-day, whether that's a mindset or something that's practical that you can put into practice. So really excited for I guess I have coming up in November and December. Super grateful for all the guests that I've had this month. So on this episode, to end the month off, we've got Bridget Therese Romo. Now, she runs a company called Socially Branded. I'll let her tell her story about how she got started with that and how she's doing today. Some of the things that she you know, really has in mind for what she has going on, some of the mindsets she's had to overcome. I think she's been doing a fantastic job making that curve. You know, She's another one of our uh, guests that we've had on the show that was let go of a job. They were let go of a corporate job and took that plunge into creating that lifestyle that they really wanted. And I'm excited to bring this to you guys today and share with you the conversation I had with Bridget. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and let her tell the story. All right, I've got Bridget Therese Romo here on the phone with us today. Bridget, it's really nice to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Bridget, you run a, uh, a social media agency called uh, Socially Branded Media. Tell us a little bit about that. I do, yeah. I started about five years ago, and honestly, uh, it was one of those things where I kind of fell into it. I wasn't, I've always kind of been an entrepreneur at heart. I know that for sure. And I was actually running a different business where I was connecting fitness models with um, photographers. And one of my fitness models was like, hey, I really like how you do your social media. Will you do mine? I was like, no, I don't do people's social media. She's like, I'll pay you. I was like, okay, <laughs> now you have a deal. So I started by doing her social media and then she referred me and then that person referred me and it's turned into um, a complete side hustle where every Sunday night I was building out people's social media and creating content for them. Um, And I loved it. I was always watching YouTube videos, learning more about social media trends because it's constantly changing. And for about three years, I did it as a side hustle. And then one day I got laid off from a job that I thought was it. And I was so mad at corporate America that I was like, screw this. I am going to eat ramen noodles and go for this. And that was two years ago and I've been running it uh, full time ever since. So. Very cool. So you had to actually, it was kind of, uh, do it. You know, you, you got yeah. laid off from that job and, and 
you decided all your effort was going to go into the, yeah. the social media company. Yeah, um, and yeah, just to expound on that and to give a little backstory on that, I was I was uh, hired by a friend, so you always kind of feel like you got a little extra security with friends, but um, I worked two jobs, well, three jobs, if you want to count my side hustle, and worked so hard to prove myself for this. Um, I was selling condos at the time, so I was like all excited. I was like, had the opportunity to make huge bonuses, and I'm like, this is going to be great. Um, and so I worked so hard, and within months of me finally going full-time, like the job or the project that they brought me on for didn't get funding. So of course they had to scale back and I understand business decisions. I was the newest one on the block. So I had, I was the first to get chopped. And wow. I, I had a feeling that it was coming. Like my instincts are always very strong when it comes to things like this. And I will also add, I've never ever felt secure at a corporate job. Like I've, there's always been points where I'm like, okay, this is cool. But for me, that's, corporate America has never been a sense of security for me. And I know some people feel like it is, but I'm like, if somebody else is determining my paycheck, that's not security to me. So I kind of felt it was coming. And so I started like signing up for um, business classes that were free through some organizations and just kind of started building like a little groundwork. And so the day I got laid off, um, I wasn't too surprised, but I cried, I went home. And the same day I designed business cards in Vistaprint they arrived Monday and Monday I, or Tuesday, I hit the ground with networking meetings and I would go to network meeting after network meeting and it was so awkward and so uncomfortable. But, but I mean, you got to push through those moments because I was like, I, there's no way I'm going to go back to corporate America. I kind of just kind of felt screwed. Like I was just like, you know what? I worked so hard for you. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you've got to run your business just like I have to run mine. Um, so I get that but at the end of the day i was just like you know what this is just i can't leave my future in somebody else's hands and i'd rather live um uh what do they call it at minimal and make this happen than try and seek another posh job that i could lose in a day so right no i think that's a fantastic uh perspective on it you don't hear just like you mentioned you don't hear a lot of people say that they don't find security in a corporate job a lot of people believe that you know going to a corporate job and then clocking in and clocking out or going in and doing your day's worth of work is, is security in and of itself. But you said you feel more secure by creating your own, uh, creating your own pay and, and being the boss of that. There's, I think that's fantastic. There's something different about like when I get a client and I, I had this conversation with um, a guy yesterday, I was like, it's, it's business, but to me, it's a little bit personal because like I have my names on it, their, their businesses, um, you know, some of their successes on, I'm, on my responsibility, like the way I make them represent on social media or the way they appear on social media is my responsibility. So I do take it a little bit personal because if they don't pay their invoice, like that's my income, that's my, my rent, that's my, you know, my groceries. And so I take pride in my work, but I know that what I put into it is what I get out of it. And it's not somebody else's like sure a client can choose to to go a different path or not choose to not work with me anymore but i still have the power to go out and get new clients i can grow as much as i want i can stay where i want like there's so much more power when you're the one making those decisions right yeah you're in total control and that's that's fantastic yeah i always say an investment into yourself is the greatest investment because you determine what happens when things get rough you know you put money into a company and you say i'm going to invest in these stocks but if that company takes a hit, they decide whether or not 
they're going to cut their losses and, and, and you don't get anything on the rise back up if they choose to rise back up. But you get to make that decision when you invest in yourself. I'm going to rise back up and there's, you know, I'm not going to cut my losses on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just a, when you work for somebody else, you're just a business decision away from like, for most people in America, not having a, a backup plan or savings or any sort of cushion. So it's, it can be a scary place if you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the social media businesses seem to kind of blow up over these last few years. Yeah. When you, you decided to step into it, uh, did you, were you met with any competition? Did, were you, did, did you ever go through a, a phase of comparing yourself to how other people did their work or anything like that? Oh, totally. And that's so funny that you bring it up too, because um, like when, you, when you're starting out, you don't feel, for lack of a better word, you don't feel worthy of charging your prices. So it's like, I spent a lot of time researching like, okay, what are other people charging? Am I worth that? Am I that good? So you do go through a lot of questioning, like a lot of self-doubt. And then if you have a client that complains about something, and again, it's like hard not to take it personal because you're like, oh, I upset them or I disappointed them. So there's a lot of times where I'm just like, and, and even to this day, like I want to raise my prices and I'm like, okay, what more value am I bringing? Am I, are these what are they getting for their money? Cause I also want to make sure that they feel like what they're paying is worth it. So there's a lot of times where I've like questioned myself or compared or, you know, researched what other people are doing. And I think um, I've never felt like super competitive and I've had people try to undermine me in, in the past or like kind of say, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. And I'm thankfully my clients have been like loyal to me and most of them are raving fans. And like, I literally have clients that like, we're like, love you. Bye. When they hang up calls with me. So um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love you too. But um, there's, I think with starting any sort of company, there's a lot of, you will question yourself. You will feel like, Hey, are my prices right? Or is what I'm delivering, um, you know, adequate, but you just have to keep pressing through. And I've seen other people's work and mine, mine shines pretty well too. And a lot of times I do come in after somebody else and I'm cleaning up. Um, but I've noticed too, a lot of it is your character, which is not talked about a ton in entrepreneurship, but like mm. building that relationship of trust, people see me, um, I have a reputation now, like I follow through. If I say I'm gonna get you a proposal, like I'm sure for sure gonna get you a proposal when I say it. If I promise things I make sure I deliver on time or before and that kind of work ethic builds trust with people and if like I for the last five years I've worked only on referrals I've not marketed myself I've not other than going to network meetings I've not paid, put any money into ads or anything like that for my own business everything I've done up to this day has been on referrals so that says a lot for my work ethic and the product yeah. that I offer so that helps to build my confidence um, and now I'm working towards like leveling up again and uh, raising my prices and you know because at a certain once you get to a certain point you're like okay i've got the portfolio now i got the the proof the social proof i can show work that i've done for other people and that builds your confidence then it also shows what you're capable of doing and then you can kind of charge a little bit more and make your money and time worth it so right yeah absolutely yes, definitely and still do yeah. some Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so you, you kind of answered a question that I was going to ask, which is how did you go from, you know, kind of questioning some things and, and not being sure about when you were, how, to, how much to charge for what you were offering mm -hmm. to becoming more confident and, you know, more sure of what you were doing and, and really standing by what you charge and what you offer. Yeah. And you mentioned some of that being the, uh, 
the referrals being strictly referral based. I, I agree. That says a lot about uh, your product and your character when going into business. Is there anything else that helped build that confidence? Um, I did have a mentor that owned a, a social media agency and I talked to him a lot and he was always like super cool about, we kind of worked in different spaces. So it wasn't ever a conflict of interest. Plus he was cool. And he was like, he helps me with whatever I need. But I talked to him a lot like, Hey, what do you think about this prices? And a lot of people, um, think I can charge more, but I'm, I'm kind of in that sweet spot too, where I, I want to, I like that small business space. And, um, like, um, I mean, my base package, uh, my base package starts at like $300 a month. So mm. most businesses can easily do that. Um, so I, I start with that. That's like a somewhat of a minimal, but it gets you, it gets you, um, branded. It gets you on social media. It gets you out there. And then I can, I scale up from there with different packages, offering more, um, more services or more video editing or different, just different things like that. But, um, honestly, so having that coach really, really kind of helped you out with yeah, that. He, he helped me give me the, give me the confidence to be like, no, you can charge more than that. He's like, try adding this service and then you can add even more to that. So he kind of gave me ideas on how to add value, um, and kind of just position myself and honestly, like watching lots of YouTube videos, I have, I say, say I have a degree at the University of YouTube because <laughs> I don't have a real degree in nursing, um, but I can, I can watch, I mean, you get more out of a video on a tutorial on YouTube than you do on an actual company's tutorial on their own product. So I would, I would just watch videos. Like if somebody's like, Hey, can you do a Facebook ad for this or something like that? I'd be like, yes. And then I would go figure it out. So. I'm always learning. I'm keeping up with the trends and that helps build confidence too when you're um, studying and staying on top of everything. And um, like, get, I've had a lot of opportunities to do presentations or teach and that helps a lot too because then people ask you questions and you get to kind of polish up on your skills or you also just realize, oh, you're like, dang, I'm actually pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I like what you I like what you mentioned in there about having a, a degree at the University of YouTube. I've never heard that before. Um, so I think that's fantastic. I think a lot of what people uh, think that they need to get started is that they need to know everything. And I, I've come to find out in my own practice, um, and as, as uh, I'm sure several other people will come to find out, you don't have to have it all together to get started. You just get started. And as things come up as a, as a need arises, you go out and you figure out how to learn that and how to fill that hole. And you, it seems yeah. like that's something you've done that's helped you kind of continue to grow. Um, I think a big part of that background comes from, I was an executive assistant for about 12 years. Like it was kind of like, I grew up as an executive assistant and you work with directors that are like so short. They're like, I need you to plan a national convention in a month. And they're like, mm. figure it out. And I'm just like, what? So my whole career as an executive assistant was like little to no direction and having to figure everything out. And so I feel like that has been huge as an entrepreneur because I'm not, I'm not a perfectionist. I do like things to be as perfect as possible, but a lot of times I'm just like working, like I will say yes. And like right now I have so many cool things going on and I'm literally building the parachute on the way out. I've already jumped and left the plane, but I'm just figuring it out as I go. And I put on my confident pants and I'm just like, okay, I got this. And I may be panicking on the inside or just like close the door and be like, oh my God, what did I just say yes to? But, <laughs> but you gotta, I mean, at some point you like seek out help, you get, you just study, you learn, you grow. And it's, 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 I've come to the conclusion that if that person can do it, I can too. And it's just, 
a matter of who's going to work harder, who's going to study harder, who's going to figure it out, who's going to put the effort into it. And if you're willing to put the effort into it and you're willing to learn, you're willing to stretch yourself and get out of that comfort zone, like, like the sky's the limit. So absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so we talked a little bit before uh, the show, you have a, a book out. Tell me a little bit about that. So I have, I have two passions. So my social media passion, which actually started from fitness. And then my other passion is fitness, um, health and fitness. So I wrote a book called Strong Mind, Strong Body. Um, and I got into fitness um, when I was probably early 20s, um, right after I, I was married at the time. And one of the things I did was compete and in fitness competitions. And that totally awakened a new side in me that I carry into all aspects of my life. And it was like, taught me drive. It taught me how to push through challenges, how to set goals and hire coaches, like figure out everything I needed to do to walk across that stage and be successful. So there were so many attributes that went into fitness competitions that I've been able to use in my business and my personal life. Um, but it's such a big part of um, what I do, but the strong mind, like having a strong mentality and having a strong mindset had to come before the strong body came. So it was kind of like, you have to have the right mindset for success. You have to be able to recognize what's holding you back or just the different challenges you're facing. And then once you figure that out and you kind of can like be like, okay, here's where I'm challenged. Here's where I need to improve. Here's is where my weaknesses are and where, I, where my strengths are. And you can play to all those. Then it's like, okay, you get in your groove and you learn how to push through the days you don't want to go to the gym or the days you don't want to get up and go to work or all those different things. So my book is based, um, the foundation of it is on, on your mindset. And then it talks like very practical ways to work out, ways to eat healthy and just to have that balance because the fitness competition in the world is one major extreme. And I don't necessarily recommend that for your everyday person, but uh, mm. it's talking about how to that into your lifestyle and so i have my book launch on friday which i'm super excited about it's been like a year in the year in the making so um excited cool. to work on that and get that out and some it's, it's on amazon so if anybody wants to check it out it's on there as well great yeah absolutely yeah some of the listeners will have to check that out because like you pointed out there's a lot you can learn from the mindset that's involved uh, that a lot of people you, you you do seem to notice a heightened sense of of people paying close attention to the mindsets involved in mm -hmm. setting up goals and knocking goals down in the fitness industry. Yeah. You, know, you, you look up any video on YouTube about the fitness industry and chances are there's going to be at least half that video is talking about the mindset you need to achieve what it is you want uh, yeah. rather than just the technique. So that's, yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, one of those things that I wanted to, uh, cause we've talked a bit about mindset and I love that. And what I want to check in with you in is when you got started, you know, were there any goals that you had in mind for this social media business and, and how have you set those up and, and knock them down? Yeah, um, that is a good question. Um, right now, um, my first goal is to be able to pay my bills with my as a full time entrepreneur. So and I, I set myself a milestone uh, for this past June. And that was probably the first, this year was probably the first year I set real solid goals. Like I, my first year was like kind of an ish show. Um, mm -hmm. So it was like, I wasn't quite organized. I was still trying to figure it out, trying to figure out my networking, like figure out, um, kind of just build my name, build my reputation. So the first year was a huge struggle. I got job offers that I was like, should I take it? Like you feel guilty for not taking it cause you're like, shoot, my bank account is like this. So. Right. Really, there was a lot of challenges the first year that I just had to work through. Like I called my brand new friend crying one day. I'm just like, 
I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, you know, I'm like finances were such a stress for me. Um, so my first goal was just like, once I came into 2020, I'm like, I have this dollar amount that I need to be making by June. And I, I hit it, which was super exciting. Um, and now my next goal, and I also hired somebody too. So I ended up hiring somebody before I thought I was ready, but I was like, I can't keep up and I need to make sure my quality of work is good for everybody. So I can't, right. I, I, I'm, I can't miss things or like, there goes my goal. Um, so I hired somebody this year, which was really cool. My next goal is to um, get out of the day-to-day -day content creation, be more of a manager sales operations and get, because I'm not, the, I'm not the most talented graphics designer in writer. I was, like, that's probably not my biggest strength. So I would love to bring on somebody um, that has that talent. If anybody's listening and, and is skilled in that, shoot me, shoot me a message. But um, my next, my next goal is to really scale that. And um, I'm going to be working with, you know, who um, to make that happen. And um, my, yeah, that's my next goal. And I, I need to get better at quantifying those goals. That's probably an area that I need um, a little bit more focus on. Um, but yeah. That was it was fun to set that goal and and finally work towards that and kind of be like okay this is this is cool yeah yeah very cool that's awesome and to to have set something up and achieved it yeah and and then be able to move on to the next thing I think that's great yeah. but you also mentioned that that the first year was crazy you know getting into it was was insane and I think that's good to hear yeah, you know for yeah. our listeners that are out there that are thinking they need to have it all together whenever they get into the game or they need to have you know, goals set up and they need to have their time planned out. It's not necessarily the case. It's great to have that, but you can still get where you want to go, you know, in yeah. the middle of that hecticness because you can, yeah. you can figure it out along the way and really. Yeah, get that, I mean, that, that first year was a super, I mean, it was challenged. The same company that laid me off called me back three times and asked me to come back. Wow. So I was just like, I mean, it's, it's tempting to be like when you don't, know when your next client invoice is going to be paid and that was one big thing i changed i'll just add this i switched everybody over to automatic payment the first of the year and that really helped me to nail down um like my finances and just be able to like be more organized on my personal side and then also it's like the clients don't have to sit there and remember to pay your invoices and like you have to chase people for money so like if you have a service that you can put on auto payment like them on autopilot that's that's a free tip <laughs> right right that, that helped me a lot but that, that first year was a super struggle and it's like i mean there's so many days i wanted to quit i'm like i should literally just go work at starbucks at this point because i don't know if this is going to happen there were so many of those moments and then it uh it took a little over a year so i started and got i went full-time very end of september um that's when i got laid off and then by december of last year i got one of my uh, first big clients and then January, I got another big client and it was kind of funny because once that starts happening, it just kind of starts snowballing. Um, and then it grown, it builds your confidence and then people start seeking, seeing you as an expert, which was, um, I started putting up more content that positioned me as an expert and just kind of standing in with that posture of like, okay, I know what I'm talking about. Sure, there's people smarter than me. There will always be people smarter than me, but I'm smarter than somebody else because I put in the time and effort. And I think that was um, kind of a game changer for me, like just to be more confident in my delivery and my presence and just in my work. Um, and then right. the piece started falling into place after that. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we are, uh, for the sake of time, I know we're getting yeah. down to the bottom here. I do still have a couple of questions I want to get, uh, get with you on. So, you know, 
you said you've had you've had this business going for five years. You took the plunge and, and have gone into it full time two years ago. Uh, what are some challenges that you're facing today or just some things that you're trying to overcome to get you to that next level? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, that's a great question. I love this question. Um, one of the things I realized too is like clients can come and go. So just kind of like if you get, you know, fired, laid off, whatever, coronavirus, um, you can lose your sources of income. So one of the other things I was just, I wanted to do is build multiple revenue streams, um, which means multiple businesses or multiple um, things that you have to do. So in the, right when coronavirus started, I added another revenue stream, which is um, a supplement line called Isogenics that I use. Um, I use it personally and I share it with other people and it's a compensation thing. Um, so I implemented that and now I'm working on a third business that is going to be coming out real soon. So I think now my challenges are really um, time management. So <laughs> I like, how do I, how do I, because um, I have the tendency to be like, oh my God, I got to do all these things. And this is so big and this is so much bigger than me. Like, how do I break it down into bite-sized pieces? So I kind of like, freak myself out. And like, when I say I'm building the parachute on the way down, I'm like, literally like, I've been handed these opportunities and I'm like, okay, I will for sure figure this out. But I get overwhelmed. I think with, um, I mean, running three different businesses is requires a lot of work and I'm learning, I mean, right. I have to say no to friends. Sometimes I'm working Saturdays and Sundays and late nights. And I mean, people probably sound that think that sounds terrible, but like, I'm so excited and so passionate about what I do that it's, it's okay. I mean, I mean, I had to break up with my boyfriend. I had to like do all these things, but like the dream is so big and the passion is there that it's just like, it's what I want to do. So my challenge is really now just how do I scale? How do I grow? How do I position myself to uh, really expand everything I'm doing, but keep my quality of work really high and um, just get to that next level. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What I, what I heard in there was just the amount of dedication that you have toward what you yeah. do. I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. You, uh, you know, you, you've had to tell uh, you know, friends that you can't come out yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, exactly. people, I think people really get used to that, that mindset. They hear it a lot and they really, they really feel that, you know, that's something that a lot of successful people do. And it's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely something that you have to manage, you know, understanding when it's time to say, I can't go out tonight. I got, I got stuff that I got to work on and there's absolutely yeah. time for the grind and getting yourself set up successfully. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, and I, I say that and I don't want to make it sound miserable too, but like I, cause one of the advantages of having an online business today is the ability to do it anywhere. So I just got done doing like a van life road trip with my brothers for like 18 days. So I was gone. And I, during that time, I like got a certification I needed to get, I like got new clients. So I'm like, I'm working the whole time, but I was still like, enjoying life i did a whole bunch of client work ahead of time like buckled down so that it could be a little bit more relaxed so i mean and that's again it goes to the beauty of having your own business is that you can kind of be flexible on um at least for me in my situation is like i can work ahead of schedule i can work you know remotely i can do all these things because i do want to have fun like you live once i'm not going to work so hard that i like make all this money and then i'm like okay now i'm ready to have fun and i have no friends but so it is it is like I and maybe you can relate to this and maybe somebody listening can relate to this there's the struggle of like 
and for my personality type, like I have a really hard time watching TV because I'm like, I could be doing something. I should be doing something. Like I had football on a Sunday and I was just like, I should be doing something. I should be doing, I should not be watching football. I have so many things to do. Um, so there's kind of like, I should be reading a book. I should be listening to podcasts. I shouldn't listen to music. So there's all these struggles that where I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, okay, Bridget, you need a freaking break. Like it's okay. Watch football, clean the house while you watch football, do something. But um, it is, there comes a point where you just need to like, be graceful to yourself and be like, Hey, I'm having a bad day. I might not get ish done, but tomorrow will be better. So there is a lot of giving grace in learning how to like allow yourself a bad day or allow yourself to be like, I'm sleeping until noon today. I don't really do that, but (laughs) yeah, but you, but you could, if you wanted to, you know, if you could, if you could move some things around, I do not set an alarm unless I have to get up early for a flight or a photo shoot. Very nice. I go to bed when I want to go to bed and I set meetings no earlier than 10 a.m. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, you have you have your own uh, design around what what makes everything flow for you, and I think the flow is what matters the most. I've uh, I think I've I've posted about this and I've talked about this to several people. It's about managing that flow between when you're getting in a peak moment. You know, yeah. are you going to let yourself just work until you're burnt out, or are you going to be able to pull the reins back and say, hey, you know what? I've done a lot today. I can take some time to relax. Uh, And then the flip side, I've been relaxing too long. I need to get up and get some work done. So finding that balance and then being able to maintain yourself all the way through the day and then be proud of what you accomplished, no matter how much you actually accomplished, just progress toward what needed to be done is, is what matters at the end of the day. Absolutely agree with that. So Bridget, it's, uh, it's about time to, to wrap things up here, but uh, tell us uh, where people can follow you at where they can keep up with what you're doing or how they can get in contact with you. The, I'm the most um, present, if you will, um, Bridget Therese official on Instagram, Bridget Therese official on Instagram, Bridget Therese on Facebook, um, and Bridget Therese Romo on LinkedIn. Um, those are the best places to find me and connect with me. Um, sociallybrandedmedia.com, sociallybrandedmedia on both Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll make sure to put those in the, uh, the show notes and in the comments section, wherever, uh, this episode is showing up on. So Bridget, it's awesome to have you on the show today. We've really knocked out a lot of great topics from the mentality of getting into things, uh, you know, starting off and and understanding that not everything has to be put together when you get things moving, uh, but that you find that momentum along the way. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Blake. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Bridget. I, when I first started doing my networking thing, I would go to all these networking events. And I remember going to probably my third or fourth one in a week. And I remember like, I didn't make any good connections. I left with like zero leads. There's this one lady though, that I really liked her energy. So I was just like, I just went up to her. I'm like, Hey, I didn't even, I don't want to exchange business cards or anything. I just really liked your energy. And I wanted to introduce myself because I thought you were cool. Like that was like, literally, I was just like a fangirl. And so we talked for a little bit and we kind of just shared, like, I didn't even talk about social media. And then fast forward, like three months later, we did end up exchanging numbers. Um, She calls me and she's like, Hey, um, we're producing this TV show for, you know, whatever, whatever. She's like, would you want to host it? And I was like, okay. So I, I went to that. And then later she invited me to a women's conference where she asked me to be a speaker. And then she invited me to Las Vegas where I got another client and then um, at a, the first event where I spoke, she, I met one of my other clients who that relationship has just blown up and is, is like 
amazing. So I left that meeting thinking I got like nothing out of it. And I've gotten so much out of that one specific day I showed up on a day I did not want to go and thought it was a complete waste of time. And I think, uh, I, I mean, how many, the one thing that kept me going that first year was just like this, the analogy of like the people that quit digging for gold when they were like five feet from it. I'm like, okay, today could be the day I meet somebody that changes my life. Okay, today, this could be the yes. meeting where the guy says yes. And like holding on to that hope um, was one of the biggest things that just kept me going. Hey guys, I just had to drop that last bit of knowledge in there that Bridget brought to me when we were after the show having a conversation talking about people who stop digging when they're five feet away from gold. I think that's super powerful. I think there's a lot to be learned in that and to just keep going, you know, keep digging. You never know what is going to be five feet away from you, three feet away from you, one foot away from that push that you just got to give yourself to keep going. So thought that was an absolute great uh, nugget of wisdom that Bridget dropped on us there at the end after the podcast was, uh, was done recording. So guys, just get out there and push, man. This is the end of October. We're closing it out. And I couldn't be more happy with the lineup that I've had. Uh, I couldn't be more happy with the listeners that have stayed here and tuned in and have followed this journey from the beginning. I want to thank you all for your ratings and reviews. It helps so much in getting this show out there. Check out the website. We launched that a couple weeks ago. It's uh, peacewiththeprocess.com. You can check out all the episodes I upload on there as well as any of my articles that I upload. uploaded my first article a few days ago about knowing what your values are. Do you know what you value? Uh, I've got a lot of positive feedback on that article. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Peace With The Process. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram, same handle there. Uh, and of course, you can also um, you know, email me at info at peacewiththeprocess.com. I'd love to hear your guys' feedback, um, you know, what you've been learning from the show, and what are some things that you've put into practice to get yourself moving forward and to keep yourself growing. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.